Hello everyone and welcome to Fantasy Football Sauce episode 7 of the 2022 NFL season. We are looking towards week 2 now. Week 1 is in the books. We've recapped that on episode 6. And now we're looking at the best place for week 2. And we've got a lot of good information, a lot of good takeaways from week 1. But our preseason expectations should really drive our choices going into week 2. Today's show is going to be all about daily for the most part. Of course, some of it could apply to redraft. But we want to take what we learned from week one. But again, we don't want to give up on these projections. And, and Vegas was so wrong on week one about so many games. I do not expect that to continue. It just can't continue that way. Um, they're going to get right. Week one is always a little weird. Remember week one last season? It was, I, I remember it being almost as weird as this one. So we can use that to our advantage, though. I mean, a lot of players are tilting. A lot of players are making bad decisions. Uh, they could be open to trades that they probably shouldn't make. Uh, now's the time to do it. And in um, in daily sports, well, the salaries are appropriate. And now we have an opportunity to select some players that are probably valued a little too low because of week one, predominantly. So I'm going to look at the guys that I really like going into week two for daily. And this is really... Uh, the Sunday Million, that's what I like to focus on. That's where the big bucks are. That's where I would encourage you to, to spend your money. Uh, you know, these Thursday contests, you know, throw a dollar in it. It does make the game interesting. Um, I do that sometimes. But it's just, if I'm honest, it's really not that fun. I, I heard a guy, he won the Thursday Million in week one. He was like, the, the MVP was like a team defense. Like, I'm not doing that. I just I would love to win that money, but that's just not fun. And you don't have to do that to win. It's just you've got to be so obscure and so contrarian with these uh, these lineups and these smaller slates that I'm just not interested. And the Sunday Million again, it's got all the money attached to it. That's what we want. Um, that's why we put in the work. That's why we listen to all of these podcasts and do all of this analysis. That's where I'm going to be spending my time today. So again, Vegas. Points me in the right direction. I trust Vegas because Vegas trusts themselves to clean up uh, and make a lot of money off of these games. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hitch a ride, or at least um, hitch my cart to that horse, as it were, and look at some of these implied point totals for Week Two. And one of the interesting thing about Week Two, and and this is good on the NFL. Um, it, it makes the selection is a little bit more difficult, but good on the NFL. Like some of the highest implied point totals are games that are on Monday, Thursday, or Sunday night. You know, these primetime games, you know, those are the games you want to watch anyway. So good for the NFL. It does limit the pool of of teams that we can use in, in the Sunday million, but that's okay um, because I like those games in primetime as well, and, and we've got plenty of choices here also. So first up, the highest implied point total for the Sunday Million Slate are the Rams. I expect Matt Stafford to have a big game here. They got embarrassed playing Buffalo. It, it just was not a pretty game. You know, Cooper Cup was good. But other than that, there just wasn't a lot going on in that game for uh, the Rams passing game. I expect them to bounce back in a big way. Vegas thinks they will too. 
Uh, Vegas has an implied point total of almost 29 with a spread of 10.5 against Atlanta. Atlanta's not a good team, no matter what you saw in week one. Again, week one is weird. Um, I, I really expect the Rams to just go out and make a statement in this game. And um, and there again, Vegas does as well. So in one of my lineups, I have Stafford as my quarterback. And I, I paid up for Cooper Cup. I just did. I mean, it. I've got another lineup with Allen Robinson that I'll talk about. But, you know, if – if Stafford's just going to go out and explode for five touchdowns, Cooper Cup is getting a lot of that. So it's a safe play, and I like the players that I was able to surround uh, Matt Stafford with and Cooper Cup. So I really like this lineup, even though I had to spend an awful lot to grab Cooper Cup. And just as a reminder, when I select quarterbacks, I'm looking for blow-up games. I'm looking for blowouts. I don't want a close game. I looked at the history, I looked at the track record of quarterbacks last year, and they tended to have those week-winning weeks when they just blew out another team. You know, Tom Brady did it a few times where they just drop half a hundred on a team. Well, if that happens, you know, Tom Brady's getting the majority of those touchdowns. So I've got um, Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup, and I'll add to this stack Tyler Higbee because he was cheap. You know, like I said, I, when you pay up for Cooper Cup, you're going to have to be cheap in some other places. Tyler Higby, if Matt Stafford explodes, he should get some work. He could catch a touchdown, uh, and especially at his price. He could be a great value. At running back um, here, once again, I'm looking for blowouts as well. It's It seems counterintuitive that I'm looking for blowouts from quarterbacks and running backs, but those games – you can have a blow-up quarterback and a blow-up running back and a, and a receiver, by the way, uh, at least looking at the data that I looked at. Um, but I do – I am looking for blowouts or really cheap guys here. And, you know, Jeff Wilson, I don't feel great about this. Uh, Tyrion Davis-Price, like, I think he's a thing. I would pick him up in my redraft league and just wait a week. But at least for this week, week two – I think San Francisco is going to go with who they feel most comfortable with, and it could be this way for the rest of the season. But Jeff Wilson, he's basically a free space, cheap salary. You slot him in. The The 49ers are, at least as far as Vegas sees, they're lo- looking to win by 10 over Seattle. You know, It seems like that first game, a lot of people like myself are seeing teams like Seattle, Atlanta, um, even Pittsburgh, you know, some of these teams that just had no business, New York Giants, no business either being in or winning these games, that that should change this week. Teams have faced real competition. They see their flaws and their weaknesses. They have been very apparent, and I believe that the good teams will make those those changes very quickly. So I'm looking for San Francisco to blow out Seattle, just embarrass them, and I'm looking for Jeff Wilson to to get a lot of that production. You know, same with Denver. I've got Javante Williams uh, in it running back, and I, I don't have a problem if you need to be cheap and play Melvin Gordon somewhere. I think Denver's just going to destroy Houston. They got embarrassed as well. A game that they should have won, a revenge game as it was uh, for Russell Wilson, and it didn't happen. There was no revenge. Well, revenge might come a little bit later, and it may come in the way of, you know, Russell doing his thing and then 
handing off a few times at the goal line to Javante or Melvin Gordon. But I like Javante. This The skill set, everybody's excited about him. He's so young. Um, they want to get him more involved. That's who I like there. And I'll follow that up with, at the receiver position, Cortland Sutton. And here, I'm not as worried about a blowout. I'll take a close game from these receivers. It doesn't need to be a blowout, even though I'm seeing a blowout here. Um, the, you know, just so happened the high impl- implied totals for the Sunday Million happen to be a lot of blowouts. But I like Cortland Sutton here. Um, I also like Judy in another lineup. Um, but I, I chose Cortland Sutton for this lineup. Again, Russell Wilson could potentially go out and throw for two, and they could run three in, or he could throw for three. They could run two in. It, it could really set up for Cortland Sutton and Javante Williams to have great games here. And the next guy in my lineup is Hunter Renfro. I, I just, you know, I wanted some Raiders exposure. They've got, you know, fairly high. Well, actually, they're tied for the highest implied point total against Arizona. But this is going to be a closer game. Uh, so I like the receivers here. It doesn't have to be a receiver because Vegas has the spread at six. It's not a blowout, but that's a pretty large spread for, for Vegas to put on Arizona. I like Hunter Renfro in this game. I think that he will rebound. I think he's a good player. Devontae Adams is not going away, but I just think the ball will be spread around, and I think that Arizona will have a, a very difficult time keeping up with Las Vegas. And as I mentioned, Cooper Cup, Tyler Higby, and in my flex, I have T. Higgins. And this game does not have an, a very high implied point total. I don't really know why, because, again, the Bengals got just embarrassed last week. Um, Joe Burrow, that team, you know, that team is proud. And, you know, although I believe it ended in a, in a tie, that, that may as well have been a loss for Cincinnati. They should have won that game. It shouldn't have been close. I expect Joe Burrow and his receivers, like, I don't see this as a running back game at all. I think Joe Burrow comes out, and they just want to make a statement that that was not reflective of this team, and all those interceptions were just a week one fluke, and I expect Joe Burrow to come out and just light up Dallas, who can do hardly anything except maybe run the ball and slow the clock to uh, to slow them down. And in my defense, I've got, you know, Cincinnati because, of course, Dallas, they've got no Dak. They didn't look great with him. And I hate that. Man, I was so high on the Cowboys this year. I really was. I liked C.D. Lamb. Had I drafted Dak Prescott. I was really expecting big things from Dallas this year. And it's just not going to happen. So, and in the Zeke revival, like, uh, not looking so great anymore. Um, I would – I would sell Zeke if I had him, if I could get something really good for him. I'm not selling him for nothing. Um, I wouldn't even sell him for his draft capital. I'd want, you know, maybe second-round draft capital uh, for Zeke. But that that dream of, like, RB1, it just ain't happening. Um, he'll be he'll be an RB2 for you this year, but uh, that's about as, as much as you can expect, unfortunately. In the second lineup, and again, I'm just giving you these lineups. This is a historical record. I don't even know if anybody has been able to listen to one of these as I've been uploading this and trying to figure out Apple Podcasts, but this would be great as a historical record. Um, Assuming one of these lineups explodes for a million dollars, it would just be great to go back and point to 
these episodes that were never listened to. <laughs> um, second lineup, Russell Wilson. I've talked about it. He, they get embarrassed that revenge game. He he's just gonna he's gonna light up Houston. I, I, I believe it. I can feel it. These guys are proud, man. Matt Stafford, Russell Wilson, Joe Burrow. This is a proud group, and they're not going to take this lightly. They're going to want to go out and make an absolute statement. And there's something to be said about striking some fear in the heart of your opponents. Uh, that I believe that they're going to want to do that and to show that they're legit, um, that they're a Super Bowl contender, and that Russell Wilson was worth all of that money that they paid him. And in this lineup, I have him stacked with Jerry Judy. And the reason being is I like Judy slightly more, if you can read into that a little bit. I just, as an Alabama fan, like, I can't, I can't wash that off. Like, I just can't. I just want to like Jerry Judy. And what I see on the field matches that. And I watched him play at Alabama and just scorch players. And, like, I remember watching those games. And, like, I was making Judge Judy jokes and things like that he's just an excellent player and I'm really looking forward to him and Russell hooking up for three touchdowns <laughs> in this game against Houston maybe not three could be three um, but it also could be two which would be excellent and in my running back spots again looking for blowouts here or at least near blowouts or cheap guys Really, the first priority that I look for in daily for running backs is who's cheap. And I don't want to take just anybody that's cheap. Like I said, I had some a little bit of oh, hesitation with Jeff Wilson. I don't have any with Javante necessarily. Um, Daryl Henderson, that's my boy. Um, I've got him in every league, drafted him late. But if you listen to the last podcast, I'm on record as – I like Cam Akers now at his price. His price is almost free. So if you can get him, I like holding him. I don't think Cam Akers makes his return in this week two game. So um, I I think you're fine uh, to play uh, Daryl Henderson, especially at his price. He's so cheap this week. So play him against Atlanta. I expect that, you you know, they just crush Atlanta. And – You should get a lot of value out of his salary. Same is true with Josh Jacobs. Not a huge fan of Josh Jacobs. It's not necessarily the game that I want. It's good enough. Um, This is a win uh, by six points by Vegas. There's a lot of scoring uh, tied for the highest implied total. So somebody's got to get these points. And if if it's not happening through the air, it's going to happen on the ground or – You know, Derek Carr gets him down to the two-yard line. Somebody's got to smash it in. Josh Jacobs is that guy. He's cheap. He's in my lineup. Uh, The next one I have is Allen Robinson. And, again, he's not my favorite uh, because I've got Matt Stafford stacked with Cooper Cup in the other lineup, but I like him. This is another guy that just got embarrassed in week one. Like, is he washed? Is he done? Should we be looking at other Rams pass catchers? Is it going to be Cooper Cup and nobody? Or Cooper Cup and somebody other than Allen Robinson? I don't think so. Sean McVay, he's made a lot of strong statements about Allen Robinson. And, you know, they paid him a lot of money. They brought him in. 
I think he's going to do well uh, in a bounce-back game here against Atlanta. It should be a blowout game, a lot of points going around. You know, I could see maybe dialing back Cooper Cup potentially as a scenario. And, you know, toward the end of the game, Daryl Henderson and Allen Robinson, you know, get some work to build up some confidence. And once again, uh, as I mentioned, Jerry Judy stacked with Russell Wilson. And this is where I, I spent the money here, here toward the end. Jamar Chase, again, Joe Burrow, you looking for some revenge. I like T. Higgins. He's got the concussion issue. But, man, I could see him and Chase just hooking up and just just make an example out of the Dallas Cowboys. So I've got him in my lineup here so I can have some exposure to Jamar Chase. T. Higgins at his price, that that would be the guy I would prefer. Um, but in this lineup, I've you know I've saved some money. Allen Robinson's in my lineup. So I've got some extra money to spend. I'm spending it on Jamar Chase. And at the tight end position, Darren Waller got a ton of targets last week. And, I mean, he he had a decent game. He didn't score. But considering all the targets, he didn't catch all of them. I don't even think he caught half of them. But it just showed that they were they were still feeding Darren Waller. They still believe in him. And I think, you know, again, with a high implied point total for Las Vegas, I think there's plenty of room for Darren Waller. And again, here again, just backing up. Tight ends don't need to score two touchdowns and 100 yards to be number one on the week. You know, when you're looking at a tight end, you catch a touchdown and 75 yards, that's a great game for a tight end. Um, so Darren Waller certainly has that in the range of outcomes, along with uh, and Josh Jacobs could, you know, fall into the end zone for two touchdowns. And that's a perfectly realistic scenario. And then there's probably still two touchdowns on the board for someone else in Las Vegas. So, again, plenty of points here. In my flex, uh, again, I saved some money elsewhere. Debo Samuel. I, I like the 49ers to bounce back. Another team that got embarrassed. It was a, <coughs> excuse me, it was a weird weather game, super wet. I don't know what to make of it. I, I'm not your football analyst as far as like watching the game and and film and things like that it just looked ugly that's all I can say and I'm just writing it off I know a lot of other analysts have said the same thing and that's what I'm doing as well it's a blank slate Trey Lance I do have some hesitation about Trey Lance but Debo Samuel was lined up in the backfield he can get in space they Trey Lance can get the ball to him he can do a lot of things in San Francisco here looking to blow out Seattle uh, with a with a 25.5 point implied total for the 49ers. Like, I could see Depot Samuel getting a lot of that. You know, maybe two touchdowns, one on the ground, one in the air. Uh, in this lineup, I have no Jeff Wilson. So I've created a little bit more upside in this lineup, even though Jeff Wilson is super cheap. Uh, fortunately for me, Daryl Henderson is super cheap, too. And he kind of represents the same amount of upside anyway. So I like Debo Samuel in this game. And once again, I usually diversify my defense, but Dallas just lost their quarterback. Like, do we expect them to immediately be competitive with a 
Cincinnati team that's got um, an ego, a, a bruised ego? I don't. So I'm using Cincinnati in both lineups. And um, just to recap, I'm looking at Rams, Stafford, Cup, Higby, Daryl Henderson, Allen Robinson. They're all on the board for me in daily. Find a lineup where you can afford some combination of those in different lineups because there's so many points at stake, and that's a blowout. You want the quarterback, you want the receiver, and, I mean, excuse me, you want the quarterback and you want the running back. Uh, the receivers, they can do well in these games as well, but you really want uh, the quarterback and the running back. And for Las Vegas, they are the, they're tied for that highest implied point total. I didn't use Derek Carr here. I could have. I just – I didn't think he was embarrassed appropriately enough last week, if that makes sense. You got Russell, you got Matt, you got Joe Burr. Like you got a lot of guys that just got embarrassed. Those are the guys I want. I believe in those. These are competitors. Talk about three guys, Matt Stafford, Russell Wilson, and Joe Burrow. Um, embarrassed the way they were. Like those are the guys I want to play this week. So, you know – no offense there to Derek Carr. I like him. I think he's a good play, but I'm not using him this week because I like other options. But I do like Josh Jacobs at his price. He could fall into the end zone for a couple. Darren Waller, a lot of usage last week. Uh, I think that he could get a lot of that this week, and he could score. And Hunter Renfro, his price is still super cheap, and I like it because, again, this could be a big day for the Raiders. And Devontae Adams, if you can afford him, like he's a, he's a good play. I just again I like some of these other players on teams that got embarrassed, um, and that wasn't Devontae Adams. He had a good game last week, and and the Raiders in general they they played fairly well, so I, I don't lump them into that category. And then Denver, uh, twenty-seven and a half implied point total. Russell Wilson. Jude, everybody's on the board. Even if you like Albert O, like you could put him in there. I just like other guys better. I could afford him. Um, Javante, if you if you need to be cheap, Melvin. But there again, Judy, Cortland Sutton. Those are man. There's so many guys in these games that you could play. You've you've got to really mix and match between these lineups to make it work. And with San Francisco, Jeff, he's a free space. Take him. Not worried about him losing his job just yet, but I am worried about it. Um, and then, you know, Debo Samuel, I think, is going to have an incredible game. George Kittle, if he plays, I'm not taking that gamble. I'm sorry. I like George Kittle. I've got him on some of my teams. I was high on him in the preseason. I'm just really sick of, of his injuries, quite honestly. And Brandon Ayuk, if you need to be cheap, he's out there. And, you know, lastly – the Bengals. Now, they don't have the the high implied point total that I'm usually looking for. This is just a gut reaction. I just I feel like I, I know the type of person Joe Burrow is, and I feel like he wants to just go out there and just make an example out of somebody. So I really like all of the Bengals, uh, particularly the pass catchers. I would probably stay off of Joe Mixon this week, and it has no logical basis other than I think Joe Burrow wants all of this. I think he wants every drop of this passing, or, or at least this scoring. So I would stick 
with the uh, the two primary pass catchers here. And I did skip Detroit, who has a a decent implied total. I'm just I'm not doing it. I just can't do it, man. You got a split backfield. You got a quarterback that I don't trust. Um, I do like a couple of their receivers, but no, there's there's just better options this week. I'm not going to Detroit for my daily lineup when I've got so many great options on teams that are projected to score a lot. Um, and then you know you got Indianapolis. I I'm hands off there unless you want to go Michael Pittman and Baltimore. I'm hands off unless you want to go Mark Andrews, Lamar Jackson, but then there's a price. They See, at this point, you're really getting to price, and the, the upside's just not there, like Tampa Bay. You know, I, I like them. I like the pass catchers there. Um, Julio might be cheap, but Mike Evans is going to be expensive, and the implied point total is 23.75. Like, if Vegas is right, there's three touchdowns to go around here. That's not enough. That's not enough for a blow-up game. Um, if Mike Evans has a blow-up game, then he gets all of them, essentially. And I'm, I'm, I would never predict that. It, of course, it happens occasionally, but I wouldn't predict that. And everybody else, I'm just out on. You know, Washington, Cleveland, these are these are games I don't go after. They have implied point totals of below 25. I don't want anything to do with them. I mean, they may score more than that and make me and Vegas look silly, but not doing it. Uh, the, these are my two lineups. I hope that you have a great week, too. I hope you win a lot of money. I hope you have a lot of fun. Um, that's what football is about. It's about the, the enjoyment. Uh, but part of that enjoyment is really that hope that you can hit that million. I hope that this analysis is helpful to you. And you might have some different takes. So that's cool, too. Maybe maybe you agree, you agree with a few of my takes. Maybe a few of my takes make you question some of yours. Um, but you're able to blend my analysis with yours and come up with a unique lineup that uh, hopefully will win you a lot of money. So, again, looking forward to week two. Good luck and have a great weekend. Peace.